Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. Reformed Baptist perspective. That's it. Oh, R-B-P. R-B-P. Yeah, R-B-P. Not R-B-F. No, no. It's a very different thing. Very different. Very different. That, that resting Baptist face yeah, is, is rude. Yeah, it's uh, it's unpleasant. No, no one likes it. No, no I like it. Why? Because it's my face. I guess that's true. It, it, yeah, I look face. like that. No, it's just not It's not inviting. No, exactly. Stay away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got, I'm by myself. My wife has RBF. She's oh, always got that resting well, she, Baptist face. I don't face. know. If I, she has it when I look. When she looks at me, she's like, mm. I, got, I have that at home, you too. You get it, too? Oh, yes. Oh. oh, yes. Okay. All day. I had a photo. I put a photo of Michelle when yeah. we were in New York. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, because you took her to a cigar lounge. No, that one wasn't the cigar lounge. Oh, at dinner. At dinner. Yeah, I saw that. And so uh, some uh, a lady from uh, her hometown was like, you got to make her smile. You got to take care of your woman. I'm like, that is her smile. First That's of all, her smiling. You took her to New York. I felt like I did my job. Kind of taking care of her. I felt like I you did. Like, I, you, know, I, you know what? I think I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I didn't take Janet to... Uh, to New York, but she doesn't have RBF. No, um, she's not too. She's not Baptist enough. She's she's not. She's not. She's more. She's got that um, evangelical free vibe more. I think. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? You know what it means. No, Come on. Know they they know what it means. Hey, since we're talking about our wives. <laughs> yep. Oh, these, can we talk about this? These people, our listeners. Can we talk about this? I don't well, think we can talk about it. Well, we're going to talk about it. Right, what are they going to do? do? They're not here. I know, but yeah. I guess they don't even listen what, either. What, what are they going to do? Look at us? Give us the face? <laughs> okay. Ooh, yes. scary. <laughs> All right. So we were thinking, and you guys actually keep yeah, bringing I was it saying, up. We didn't think about it. People kept telling us. You guys keep thinking we ought to get our wives on the podcast. Yep. What about, what if, just what, if, you know, just thinking, eh, you know, just thinking. What if we gave the mics... To our wives for a nominal fee? No, no. no, no <laughs> I'm gonna rent it out. No, I'm gonna no, rent it no, out. No, no, no. All right. So we. What it's if we let? What, anyways. What, what if we let Michelle and Jen sit down at the mics mm-hmm. and record a special episode of Doctrine and Devotion? Well, would it really be Doc Devo at that time? Doc, at that yeah, point? Yeah, Doc Devo. Sure. What do you mean? I feel like it would be Doc Diva. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Diva. <laughs> <laughs> Diva. That's why. That's why they're going to give us that face because that. Yeah, right I know. There. I say Thanks something like that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what if? What if you guys think it's a good idea? Because mm. uh, I, I feel like if we could get them to sit down and do it, they'd probably like it. I think they would, and then they could do it. Like they'll they, do it more often. Yeah. So, so hey, hashtag Doc and Diva. The hashtag Doc and Diva. Make sure you tag uh, you know at Doc and Diva so we can see it. Yeah. Now is Michelle on Twitter? No. Uh, Jen's on. Jen, she doesn't really use Twitter. She's on Instagram. But just just say hey this. Get on yeah, social media. Tag them both. Tag them both. Let's see. Facebook. They're both on Facebook. They're both on Facebook. Well, I'm thinking Instagram. Instagram, Jen is what? At? Oh, man, I don't know. At Jen Thorne? No, it's like Jen Thorne 74. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, it's okay. Michelle's is at M Fowler 63. <laughs> <laughs> Why 63? Why do you guys use 63 for you everything? You don't know? No. You should know. All right. June 3rd. Anniversary. Okay, that's not how you do it. That's how we do it. Oh, that's terrible. That's how we do it. You, you do the year. You don't do the month. Why is Jen 74? She was born in 74. That's why you do the year. Oh, so mm-hmm. if it was you, it would be what? 23? 1923. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. Yeah, so listen. Uh, get on social media. Get on Facebook uh, mm-hmm. and say, tell our wives that they need to get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Doc and And not D. in a, you know, don't do it in a complimentarian way. 
Don't be telling them in a complimentary. Yeah, don't be saying like, okay, it's a special episode just for ladies and all mm-hmm. that. No, 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 it's a podcast and a good podcast. You can, I would say, you know what? I think half of the podcasts I listen to are uh, by women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women are really big into true crime. They are. Oh, I thought about to say Sasquatch. They're they're hunting. No, those Sasquatch. are all dudes. Those, those are all dudes. dudes. Yeah, those are definitely dudes. <laughs> and they're all single. Yeah, uh, yeah. Either either actually or mostly. Yeah, they're like, actually or mostly. They're, like, they're, they're either are single or oh, they spend meant, a lot of time in the woods. I thought you. I thought you meant men. Actually, or, or well, mostly men. Mostly men. No, I was no, like, mostly wow. Single. Wow. <laughs> all right. So hey, talking about speaking of Bigfoot. Let's talk about mysticism. <laughs> That's a transition right there. Very good transition yeah, right there, Joe. Because I'm very proud like of you. Of, you know, some people think Bigfoot is like an alien and has mm-hmm. telepathic powers. What do you think? Uh, I think that's crazy. Oh. We all know that Bigfoot does not have telepathic powers. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, Seriously. Come on. Be real. All right? Stop playing. But Bigfoot is real? Well, I don't think we really know what's going on. We've got a lot of on, you know, got a lot of things out there going Are on. Are you really going to say that what? at this day and age- Yes, in this day and age- That Bigfoot mm-hmm. has managed to stay under the radar? Well, I don't think he is under the radar, is he? He's they got podcasts about him, oh documentaries. Goodness, I, I'm not saying I believe in Bigfoot. I'm just saying, like, no, 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 no. I just want to hear you say it. Yeah, well, it's, say what? Say okay. You are fifty fifty on Bigfoot. Oh no, no, no. I'm not fifty. Okay, you're sixty forty on Bigfoot. I, I just I like the idea. Seventy thirty. I you know I'm not good with numbers. Eighty thirty. Eighty thirty. That he's wait. That's not no. A thing. Oh, you said eighty thirty. Eighty twenty. Oh, let's 80, talk about 20. mysticism. Nobody cares about Bigfoot. So eighty twenty. You're eighty percent. Sure, that no, he's real. No, 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 80%. No, no. I, I, you're 80% sure? I just like the idea. Okay, you're, are you 20% sure? Is that what you're trying to say? You're 20% sure. I'm not sure. I just want to know that there's 1%. There's 1%. At least. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah up I to what? Up to what? Just give me a high, the highest number. I don't know. Add a couple zeros after that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 100% no, sure. No, no, come on. Hey. Uh, we're going to talk about mysticism mm-hmm. uh, because we got a request for it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to look up the email. I ain't got time to do that. No, right no, no. But we, thank you for the email. We spend all this time on banter. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like Cask Strength Podcast. <laughs> what, oh. what is it, 30%? Is no, it 30? no, we haven't released that I know, yet. No, no, it's 20%. Oh, we can say it. No, we can say our, our podcast is 20%, 20% banter, banter, 20% banter, 80% theology. Yeah, yeah something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Cask Strength. That's, that's what that is. All right, so we're going to talk about mysticism. We've gotten some questions about it, and it's always popping up, especially in Reformed circles. Yeah. Right, the dangers of mysticism. And dangers of Brenning Manning. I, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Dallas Willard. Oh, no. Dallas Willard. That's a weird name. Um, so, okay, so listen, uh, you know, people don't really know what mysticism is as a general rule, I feel like, as you're reading online and you hear people talk. Yeah. I get I get the impression they don't know what it is, but they don't like it. Yeah, that, that, that's the way everybody is. Everybody's like, oh, I don't know what this is, so therefore, I don't like it. Yeah, like the, my like, uh, Killian is like that uh, with anything my mom, hold, my, my, wait, my wait, wife uh, makes. Hold on. Killian. I know. My son. No. Yeah. His real name is... Bonger. Thank you. We call him Bonger. Now, Killian, uh, like Jen will make the most awesome food mm-hmm. and... Or your mom, as you tried to say Yeah, before. I don't know why I said that. My yeah, that's kind of... That, that was a Freudian slip there, nah, good sir. Really, no. Yes, it was. No. no. First of all, Freud was a nut. What are you talking about? Listen, people people are getting annoyed. They want to hear about mysticism. Okay, mysticism. They, they, they saw and, the title. And your, you know... And my Bigfoot. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Killian, like she'll make a dinner and, and he won't taste it. I'm like, I don't like it. And she's like, how do you know you don't like it? You haven't tasted it. He's like, yeah, I don't like it. And then she's like, it's got chicken in it. You like chicken? He's like, no, don't like it. That's how a lot of people respond. It's got cheese. Yeah. You like cheese? Yeah. You, well, how about chicken? Yeah. This has got cheese and chicken in it. I don't like it. See, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and we're not we're not advocating for mysticism, no. um, but we do want to encourage people to think through this a, a little bit 
you know, more carefully because it, it, it can be hard to define. It's notoriously hard to define. Yeah. Um, you know, people think about mysticism. They, they think about like contemplative prayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that? What's that one thing where they? Pan's Labyrinth? Maze, no, that was a movie. Ma- the Maze Runner. No, it was about Maze Runner. No, that was a movie. Pan's Labyrinth. Prayer yeah. Labyrinth. Prayer Labyrinth. Prayer Labyrinth. They think Remember about Pan's that? Labyrinth? That yeah. was mystical. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. I'm yeah. gonna watch that now. Guillermo del Toro. That was a good movie. Anyways, continue. I can't believe so, you liked that. I loved it. I saw that movie with Steve McCoy in the theater. You know what? I don't want to sit here and talk about you and Steve McCoy having so, your mandates. Um, yeah, we think about like you know, charismatic uh, doctrine or, yeah. or or extreme charismatic abuses. Um, that's what tends to be what we think about mysticism. So um, you can search and find really good definitions, but I, the way we're going to talk about it is, yeah. in general, most broadly, uh, mysticism, it, Christian mysticism, is an emphasis on the experiential. Yep. Um, uh, it, there's an emphasis on our union with God and experiencing His presence. Yeah. So th- just think of nearness to God, God's eminence, mm-hmm. uh, experiencing God and His presence yeah. and union with God. Those are those are the, some of the big ideas that that come into play here. And, and like you said, some others have probably defined it better. And oh, of course, it's yeah. hard to. It, it's yeah. I don't want. We don't want to give you all like a full definition because like you can just go look it up. We're just yeah. talking about it broadly, and so it, just like a lot of things, when you talk about mysticism or Christian mysticism, um, there are dangers. Oh yeah, in Christian mysticism, but there are also some things that are actually important and and good. So yeah. when we're when we're talking about some of the dangers that we find in Christian mysticism, Jimmy, what's like the first thing that pops to your head? Well, immediately I think of the. Uh, uh, the priority of experience over theology, right? Right. And it's not that they're atheological. No, no, it's no. not that they. Well, it's some a, are, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it's a, this idea that you know this has been my experience. I have, I have felt this. I have embraced this, or in some form, uh, and so it it's it becomes my norm. This is my truth, guys. Right, right. And we so, we're so hungry for experience that. Um, you know, we allow the experience, like you said, to become the norm or to become the rubric through which we make sense of God instead yeah. of in, instead of vetting and having a better understanding of of our experience in light of you know uh, scripture, for example, uh, or good theology. And I think with that, I, when I think about the dangers of Christian mysticism, yeah. not only is there the prioritization of experience, but it leads into that speculative theology where some pretty crazy doctrines are invented. They're created out of yeah, thin can you air. Give, I mean, can you give an example of, of speculative theology? Ooh. Oh, sorry, I put you on the spot. Yeah, I'm gotta, so sorry. I, I gotta yeah. come up with one. But you know, um, yeah. Well, I think you know, for example, you you, you find it uh, when when people are trying to answer questions that the scripture doesn't address. That's a good point. And That's a good point. Um, even like Calvin warns against this when he is writing in his Institutes, uh, as he's teaching on the sovereignty of God and salvation, election, and reprobation. Um, he says, "Listen, do not go beyond what the scripture says. Yes, where the scripture speaks, speaks. When where the scripture is silent, shut your mouth. Yeah, don't presume to." Speak for God, where you God mean we has can't, not. Spoke. We can't know everything, and I can't. I can't explain everything away, and I can't. Uh, you know, have everything nice and tight in my in my sistheo. I love nice and tight theology. I like answers. I like. I, I that's what's what I want. But we don't always have that. There is mystery. Right, mm. there is mystery. Uh, there are things that we don't understand. Now, that's not an excuse to just say claim mystery every time a doctrine is hard. Yeah, well, the oh, doctrine yeah, of election—that's yeah. <laughs> well, just a mystery, or uh, you know, that we just can't. Well, no, no, these things that have been re- revealed, we can understand them in part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can know God in part, not absolutely, not yeah. not 
not fully, truly, but we can know him as much as he has revealed himself. And so the speculative theology goes beyond that, and it, it answers questions that the scripture does not, um, does not provide. Mm. So I, I would just want us to be careful, right? And you, you see uh, Christian mysticism uh, when you're looking at Bethel Church and in some of those places where, um, man, they have these concepts of God and what God does. They yeah. just, you know, they're pulling them right out of their hat, you know, they're, mm. uh, they're, or wherever they're pulling mm. them out of. Some, some somewhere. Other place, some other place. Somewhere. Some other place. <laughs> just, not, just not the Bible. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not the Bible. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think another danger is, uh, what are they, like when people uh, withhold or, or don't partake in, fasting? In, in God's gifts, You don't like right? fasting? What's that? What's that? that, what that talking thing, like, stop it. Stop it. Stop withhold, it. You know I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of that one word where... Uh, where they withhold in the, in the, with, with the idea that they would, if they withhold from one thing, that God would bless them. Was that asceticism? Yes, asceticism. Asceticism. It's actually it's pronounced asceticism. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and that that we do see that uh, creeping up in in more of the, some of the Christian mystics, um, where they deny themselves worldly pleasures, worldly goods, because they think by denying themselves. Uh, worldly pleasure, they can get closer to God. They it's can like, experience it's like this poverty God gospel. It uh, is. It is because I mean, really, what asceticism is saying is, hey, listen, um, there is this duality, right? The spirit yeah. is good, the spiritual you is good, but this physical you isn't. That 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 person suit that you're walking around is that's not the real you. The real you is on the inside. And the Bible says, no, no, no. God, God created us to be these psychosomatic beings, right? We have a spirit and a body. We have yeah. a soul and a body. And we are, he created the world good, and we are to enjoy this world. And you do not draw closer to God by denying worldly pleasures because worldly pleasures are bad. Um, there is a there is a difference between something like um, afflicting yourself and experiencing pain mm-hmm. and therefore trying to get tap into a deeper spiritual life. There's a difference between that and say fasting, which allows us to um, forego something that is good and essential even for us, yeah. like food in order to pray more and to depend more on God. That's not because food is bad and we shouldn't enjoy it. We're supposed to enjoy it. We're supposed Correct. to be good. But there is a time and a place for that. So I, I think asceticism is, is one of those things. I think you're right that we see um, – in mysticism, and there's a bunch of them. I mean, look, by and large, when when you see guys like John MacArthur railing against charismatics, mm. um, you know, a lot of what he says relates to uh, these extreme ends of Christian mysticism. Yeah, and I would agree with him on a lot of that. The problem is, is I don't think all charismatics fall into that category. Yeah, so I'm just waiting for the day that Johnny Mac uh, fasts from his Twitter account. Does he have a Twitter account? No, no. Oh. So I don't wanted, know. I, don't know. I thought he did. I just got. I threw a joke out there, Joe, and you oh. called me out for my joke. Yeah. I just want to. I want to thank. I want you to fast from calling me out. That's not going to happen. Oh, please. Uh, it's, it's Fat Tuesday in terms of calling out Jimmy. Man, I'm just calling out <laughs> Jimmy all the time. No fasting. So there are a lot of abuses. Yeah. We, and most of us in the reform camp can can point to some of them. Like, okay, that that's a that's Christian mysticism. That's bad, and uh, because it's not relying on. On good hermeneutics, it's not yeah. relying on sola scriptura. It is prioritizing experience over good theology. But Christian mysticism does emphasize some things that are actually valuable and things oh, yeah. that we need to make sure that we're paying attention to, especially in the Reformed tradition. I mean, I think one of those things would be uh, like our union with God. Yeah, 
right? I mean, First Corinthians six seventeen. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with Him. Yeah, right. And so this this salvation that we have, this this restored relationship that we have uh, with God, and and this this union with Him, this communion with Him, um, I think is is something that that mysticism tries to highlight and that right. we need to to take note of. Yeah, I mean there is throughout scripture I I, I in particular second Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. Um, this is the passage that really gave birth to the book The Life of God and the Soul of Man. Um, it says his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Well, boy, the mystics love that, right? But we Mm. need to love these verses too and, and not misinterpret what it means to be a partaker of the divine nature because it doesn't mean that we are now divine. Correct. It means that the life of God, as Google says, the life of God is essentially implanted into the soul of man and he makes us new creatures. He makes us alive. The spirit dwells in us. We have yes. a new heart. We have a new nature. And we are now becoming the people that we are designed by God to be. Changing one degree of glory to the next. Exactly. So we, the union with God is essential to our theology and to our understanding of what it really means to be a Christian. What it means to be a Christian is not that you necessarily believe the right things or do the right things. Uh, what it means to be a Christian is that you have been born again by the living God. He has given you life. He has he has changed you. And yes, that necessarily brings with it faith and dependency on Jesus. But with that, not only is it union with God, but more specifically union with Christ. Oh, yeah. That is like at the heart of all Reformed theology yeah, is yeah. union with Christ from Ephesians 1, all of those in him passages, or Romans 6, uh, where it talks about how we are united with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. Yeah, I mean, I think of like uh, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the life yeah. I live, or the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah, you, listen, uh, if that's too mystical for you, you need to hang it up, mm-hmm. you need to go do something else, because... There is a mystical aspect to our faith, right? Mm-hmm. We are united to God. We are united or joined to Jesus Christ in a way that is somewhat difficult to explain, but it is very, very real. So what about like uh, – what about um, like ex- experiencing God? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what – I'm not – you know, Henry Blackaby. You remember <laughs> the name. I was going to call it the name. I was like, I wonder if Jimmy knows Henry Blackaby experiencing God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look um, – the the old Calvinists were called experimental Calvinists or experiential Calvinists, what? right? They, so progressive, yeah, right? <laughs> and 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 you know they would emphasize the reality that listen, it's not enough for you to know what repentance is, um, or to know that that God is good, but you must be repentant and experience repentance and and be changed by the knowledge of the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Christian faith is inherently not just propositional, right? It is experiential. Yes. It is a relationship with Christ by faith um, in which we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We are becoming more like Jesus. The the image of God, the imago Dei is being restored in us. And so, yeah, goodness, when, when we're preaching 
hopefully we're not just aiming at the intellect. Hopefully we're aiming at the heart. We want Correct. people to believe and respond in faith and obedience. We want people to be transformed. So, yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why for the our tagline, you know, Reformed Theology reform hearts right because our it's easy to have reformed theology in an abstract sense but we want to be men who are reformed mm-hmm. baptist uh theologians <laughs> and we want to have reformed baptist hearts um rbh not yeah RBF. rbh yeah not rbf <laughs> too much rbf not enough rbh um yeah and uh, even this whole idea of of experiencing the presence of god brother lawrence wrote that famous book practicing the presence of god and and some people want to just jump on that and hate this book written by a cook uh, mm-hmm. you know hundreds of years ago um but it's actually a good book i like the book and it's not some crazy mystical mumbo jumbo about mm-hmm. gold dust and all that stuff it's a book that that explains that listen uh, as a believer you know that god is not, not just omnipresent but he is especially present with his people. And so you need to live in light of his presence. You are living before the face of God every day. And so you need to do so intentionally with the full awareness. You should, you should work not for men, but for God, knowing that he is there, that he is with you, and that he is glorified, at whether you are uh, engaged in your vocation yeah. or in recreation. Yeah, the presence of God is legit. And, and we ought to live that way. That ought to be a, a part of our ongoing faith. But there should also be that part of that, that fasting or self-denial, right? Like, not, right. not in the sense of like, just like a, the weird, in a, inappropriate poverty sense, yeah, right? Not the asceticism. You keep talking about the poverty gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by poverty gospel? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, thinking like that the people that have to live minimalistically. Yeah. Right. To like, be like Francis Chan. Are you talking about Francis Chan? What? I'm asking if that's what you're talking about. I'm not saying Francis Chan. I'm asking you if you're talking, if you're I, thinking some, about some Francis. Have, some, have, some have accused him as as a poverty gospel yeah. guy. Yeah, and, and and I don't know that that's true, but but which is funny. The one that I'm thinking of that accused him definitely living his best life now. Really? Yeah. Osteen didn't do that. No, it wasn't Osteen. Okay, well, he's best life now. I know, but I'm saying the person is now you know kind of living their best life now. Really? Was it Jared Wilson? Nope. Oh, it was Jared Wilson. It was not Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson, you say a lot of good things, but that's not nice what you said (laughs) about Francis Chan. It was not Jared Wilson. Um, Yeah, so the the, the poverty gospel that I see is this idea that, um, you know, the thing that Jesus said to the rich young ruler is now superimposed onto everyone Mm -hmm. as if, you know, a a true Christian life is, like you said, Jimmy, minimalistic. You should not, you know, you should not be wealthy. You should not be rich. Um, And I don't think Francis Chan says that for the record. No. Um, but I do think that we, we, we see this in certain books, certain popular level books, even by pretty mainstream guys, they will, they will emphasize this idea of self-denial in such a way that it gives you the impression that you should feel guilty about any um, – Material wealth. Any, that's a great way to say it. Any material wealth. You know who loves the – Material wealth? No. You. No, no. You know who oh, loves the, the poverty saying? gospel people? Who's that? Prosperity gospel people. Why? Could give it to me. <laughs> you let, they let partner me, up. Let me relieve you of that material wealth. So they, they should partner up. They could have like a little, uh, a little tag team. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, yeah, everybody's happy except us. <laughs> except for us. That's right. Super annoyed people like, messing with the gospel, adding these so, adjectives to but, the I mean, gospel. But, but fasting, going back to it, fasting and self denial is still useful. It's yeah. still useful. I mean, we even talked about that with. Uh, uh, with D Dubs, D Dubs, D Dubs. Uh, when we're talking about fasting and fountain pens, yeah, we'll link to that in the uh, in the in the show notes. You can check it out. And and contemplative prayer, people, man, people get all bent out of shape of contemplative prayer. And okay, so yeah, listen, if if somebody's teaching that you draw a circle and you stand in it, and that's how you're gonna 
uh, somehow like hogtie the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. get whatever you want. Or no, it, you got no, you got to go. You know, you have to go. Uh, you got to go in your prayer closet. Prayer closet. Got a prayer closet. I used in. to have a prayer closet. Oh, you missed it. I had you I had an actual it. closet, mm-hmm. um, and I, I had a closet that I could actually walk into and sit down in. Mm. It was the first apartment that Jen and I ever lived in. Mm-hmm. And I would sit down in there, and I had a little blanket on the floor, and I would sit there, and that's where I would pray. Just go now, in there and pray. Now, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Was it your prayer closet because mm-hmm. you felt like, oh, it's holier in here, or God will meet me here, or because, you know, like, you just want to get away from people and you want to go uh, in private space. It's a generally known principle at this point that a prayer closet acts as an amplifier for oh, your is prayers. That it? Yeah. Is that really So they're it? much louder to God. How did it feel right? when you came out of the closet, though? Like, did you feel uh, exuberated? Or... When I came out of the closet? When you came out, did you I, feel well, I was released? a little scared. I was a little scared a when little I came out of the closet. You, yeah, okay. I just wanted to know if, like, you kind of felt... <laughs> Walked right into it. <laughs> Walked right into it. If you felt this, like, release of no, joy. no. <laughs> Oh, I'm going back in the closet. Some would say, like, just a flamboyant sense of... You know, I think the reason I did it was because... Uh, <laughs> all right, let's just... just, we, just lo- we just lost, so, like, 10% I'm of so our pr- listeners. So Thanks proud. a lot. I'm so proud of, of getting you... All right, listen, it, you, you have to be... Listen, act like you've been there before, Jimmy, okay? Act <laughs> uh-uh. like you've been there before. No, no. Don't, if don't the NFL could change the rules for touchdown celebrations, I can now celebrate on the podcast They took every- it away. Did they take it? They no, no, it back. no. They allowed, they allowed it now. Now right. they can do. They that's why it. they now now you now they can do their little celebrations and group celebrations and freaking duck duck goose. Oh, it's stupid. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I, you're right. You're right. Um, Maybe come out of the closet. And you'll... People, uh, I got confused when I came out of the closet. There, I was all, I was all like torn up. All right, get it out of your system, Jimmy. Good grief! <laughs> I'm so proud. All right, but contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer um, can mean different things. But certainly, let's all agree that prayer ought to be thoughtful. Oh, you, ought yeah. to, you ought to be contemplating the truth of God, yes. the scripture itself. You ought to be praying in accordance with scripture, yeah. or as Dr. D. Dubs would say, you ought to pray the scripture itself. Yeah. And, um, and yes, you ought to be talking to God thoughtfully. That's right. Reasoning like, with God in your prayers. Yeah, like the psalmist says, you know, uh, or he writes, be still and know that I am God, right? So take that time to contemplate, to think these things through, yeah, to know totally. who God is and what he has done. Now, here's the thing. All these things that we're talking about, right? Union with God, Christ, yeah. experience, the presence of God, all this stuff. All of that is beautiful. All of that is scriptural truth. It flows out of the word of God. It it emanates from sound doctrine. It, if it's not, then it's going to be wrong. It's going to be, go haywire. It's not going to work, and it can give you a, a misunderstanding of God. But if it's really rooted in Scripture and growing out of that, then it's going to be something really helpful. You just you have to be able to draw a, a distinction between uh, Christian mysticism in its bad forms and those more mystical aspects of the Christian life that we ought to embrace. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Jimmy, if people want to, um, if they want to, if they want to be a part of the conversation, mm. I know, I know that they can hop online and Twitter and Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is at Doc and Devo, and Facebook is slash Doctrine and mm-hmm. Devotion. But how can they help the podcast um, to be more? I don't know, more well-known. What can they do to, hmm. to, to help us to get the word out about the podcast so that yeah. more people will listen and hopefully be encouraged by the truth? Yeah, I mean, well, one, you can leave us an honest five-star review. 
over on the iTunes. I like it on the iTunes. I like it on the iTunes. And so, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so encouraged when we go on there and we kind of read. And we don't do it often. No, nah, it's been a long time. It's been a while. We have like 600 reviews. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Wow. Okay. But, yeah, you know, come on. Like, we, we can have more. Five, come on, people. Uh, come on. Honest and so, yeah, leave us, uh, leave us an honest five-star review. Uh, as Joe said, you can uh, Instagram and Twitter. Or hey, tell, it, tell your friends. Tell your tell pastors. Your friends. Tell your pastors. You know, um, you know, have uh, have people do stuff. It might, you know, listen. I, it actually might be really beneficial for them. I, I would think it's going to be really good. I think, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to listen to? It? You got to check it out. Uh, you can also uh, sign up for the 2018 Doctor Devotion Conference. Oh, that's going to be Spirit good. and the Church, man. All right, so uh, you guys know mm. uh, that uh, we're that place is is starting to fill up. Yeah, we've got over 250 for yep. sure. Yep. already signed up. Um, and the first 300 get some swag. So yep. after that, you ought to look. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, there's nothing for you except. Mm. Well, it's gonna be awesome. But it's gonna, gonna be awesome. Man. Gonna yeah, like goodness. how you say that. There's nothing, nothing for you. There's nothing for there's you. There's nothing. There's Just no point. Register and then don't come. You're <laughs> not gonna get anything anyways. <laughs> no, it's yeah. still gonna be a great time. And I think we might be. Hopefully, hopefully. Oh yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019. 2019 conference. We're gonna release. We're gonna name Announce. who the speaker. Announce. We're gonna release it. We're, we're gonna release it. Press release it. Yeah, it's gonna. That's be, how we do it. If if we get the guy that we want, mm. and you won't and Joe know if, always gets his guy, and, and you won't know if we get him or not because if we don't get the guy we want, then the next guy that we want will be the guy that we want. So, uh, but if we, <laughs> yeah. if we, but if we get this guy, if we get this guy, our first choice. Yeah, since Michael Horton passed, <laughs> our first. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> This was this our first request. This was our first choice. This one was our yep. first choice. Yep. And uh, so it's looking pretty good. Looking pretty looking good. Pretty, pretty, pretty nice. I like good. it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but it's not who you think. And we might have something special as well. We got some. We got some giveaway. We got some giveaway sucker. Oh, we're gonna do a special giveaway. We're giving we? yes at for the conference attendees. So even if you are number four hundred, yep, which is the last number that we can have there. Yeah. Um, even if you if, if and you don't you don't get the goodie bag. You could still win um, something. I you know what? We should limit it to people that that don't get the no, goodie bag. No, no, yeah, no, uh, no. I don't get a goodie bag. I'd like to win one of these things. Nah, you don't get to win it. You don't get to. Win I get. It. I should get something. Fresh pod every conference. Monday and Thursday. Blog <laughs> posts like on I'm Wednesdays. On the I should get video content on Fridays. Later. <laughs> <laughs>